Talk Recorded live. Shalom, phone on the record. This is Minister Cedric Ben Israel, Tribe of Judah, and welcome to Thursday Night Fellowship 9. The time now is 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 6 o'clock p.m. Central. And uh, announcements, we are in our fourth week of break. Actually, this is our last week. We should be starting back or commencing classes as of next week, Monday. So please be prepared for that. Uh, Other than that, is there anyone on the call? Okay. As a matter of fact, let me see. Um, while I'm looking to see who's on the call, I just want to make um, an announcement that there was um, a young brother by the name of Extentacion. Uh, I've not really listened to his music on um, I'm assuming he's an, a rapper, a young guy. I think he's 20 years old. He was um, shot dead in his vehicle um, in broad daylight. And um, this was the other day. Sorry, as a matter of fact, I think this was the day before yesterday. And um, it's very sad. It's unfortunate. Um, what made it even more sad that... Um, while the young brother was shot, you had people standing around recording it, filming it. No one, you know, took him to the hospital. So it's it was. Um, it, I'm assuming it was. It could be damaging for his parents to have seen their son, you know, laying, you know, dead in a car, and no one, you know, helping him but filming him while he was lying there dead. Now, I haven't necessarily um, uh, caught up as far as who may have been the alleged shooter. Um, There's many names, uh, you know, being thrown around, so I won't give a name because I don't necessarily know um, for sure who it is going to be or who it actually is. Um, But needless to say, um, you know, my condolences go out to his family because regardless to, you know, you know who he was as a rapper uh, or a music artist, I guess, um, he's still one of us, so to speak. So um, my praise go out to that brother. But in any event, uh, there were some pretty interesting things uh, going on in the media as of the other day, well, as of yesterday, it was announced that the UN, no, the United States has left, uh, has exited the United Nations Human Rights Council. Um, they are no longer a part of the um, United Nations Human Rights Council. They didn't exit the United Nations, but they did exit 
the United Nations Human Rights Council. Now, from what I've been uh, gathering as far as um, information about it, um, there was a lot of um, fingers being pointed uh, as of yesterday by the United States and uh, many other different countries like Korea and you know China and uh, Israel. And uh, a statement came up. Um, um, Nikki Haley, who's the ambassador um, to uh, the United or the ambassadorial representative um, to the United Nations for the United States, uh, made a um, statement that, if I'm not mistaken, that everyone is always, you know, criticizing uh, Israel, the state of Israel, and. Um, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not saying that that was the reason. That may have been part of the reason why the United States felt like they needed to leave. Um, the United Nations Human Rights Council, but um, I've went through so many different videos um, from between yesterday and today, and there's not many. Uh, however, I mean, you go in the comment section and you have a lot of people who were um, really kind of, I guess you could say, bashing the United States and calling them hip, calling the United States hypocrites um, in terms of human rights, uh, in terms of um, the conversation about human rights, um, because it's all you know been discussed uh, about how. Um, the United States has failed to maintain a, sub, a, a, a certain level of humanity amongst its own government. And, and uh, there's been so many different things that came up in terms of, you know, the war crimes that have been committed by the United uh, States, uh, the treatments of its own citizens, um, the way it has dealt with other nations uh, in terms of setting up um, rival gangs uh, to overthrow the government. I mean, of course, we know about that Iran-Contra scandal. Um, you know, the United States funding uh, many terrorist groups and, you know, various governments, like I said before, to overthrow their governments. And the support for Israel, why they antagonize many other different nations in the West, I mean, in the East, uh, or that surrounds them. And, um, there was a another specific argument that came up um, that has been making headlines uh, for the last uh, for the last day and a half, and that is about how the United States in, um, instituted, which they have now repealed, this discussion about the immigration um, the immigration uh, um, detainment, where they're um, they're detaining parents. Well, how they have it set up is they're separating the families, um, and that's been getting a lot of back. You know, uh, the United States has been getting a lot of backlash by, uh, because of it. Um, they're separating the families. They are putting parents in prison, and they are putting the well. They, they may be deporting some parents, and they're putting the children in um, federal custody in terms of. Uh, uh, internment camps 
of which Ann Coulter says that they're like summer camps. And I'm saying to myself, I don't think that you would consider a place where you can find a child who is separated from their families as a summer camp, um, almost like it's a resort or something. Uh, I don't get, you know, I understand Ann Coulter has always been a controversial person. Um, in the future, you guys, please look her up. And for those who are, are uh, made it late to the call, please look up Ann Coulter. Um, she's always been kind of a controversial person, so it doesn't surprise me there that she will make the statement um, calling those internment camps summer camps. Uh, outside of that, what has also been stated um, yesterday, uh, yesterday, which has also been repealed in the same day, was before then they were putting these um, parents who were coming over here or um, a lot of the parents who were, uh, a lot of the people who were crossing the Mexican border or uh, crossing the United States border to get to the United States, uh, they were fleeing the country as refugees uh, and seeking asylum from rival gangs that were in that area. And I was telling my, you know, I was telling my kin folks that I am under the impression like always, I think they have American uh, military going down there and, um, and masquerading as Mexican gangs and forcing these people here because they know that that's more they know that that's more money for the prisons if they put these people in prison. Now that's just speculation. I'm not saying that that's what they're actually doing, but it's I mean it would make uh, commercial sense when you're dealing with people who are crossing the border. And you have a reason to push these people towards our border to, you know, incarcerate these people. But aside from that, they made a statement yesterday. Trump, uh, the administration issued a statement saying that uh, if the parents are caught um, uh, crossing the border along with the children, the parents will be prosecuted and the children will be um the children will be detained and the, the the parents will be detained and children will be uh put in some type of um some type of foster care or something like that and um they're now holding a lot of these um parents these uh mexican brother or you know many uh central and south american brothers and sisters in internment camps and um it's really sad. Um, it, it's really sad, the state of affairs that we're in right now. It just really goes to show you how bad it's getting for the United States and how uh, how important it is for um, many of our brothers and sisters to wake up and try to get out of the system while the time is still uh, while the time permit, while the time permits itself, because you know we, we just never know. Um, but however, um, I just think that right now, um, you know, we're in a very divided house. Um, we're in a very divided, a very divided house, and. For many of the, you know, uh, brothers and sisters who, you know, 
many of our um, uh, Spanish-speaking, Western Spanish-speaking brothers and sisters who are going through, you know, these trials, you know, I'm hoping that they could see and understand, you know, what it was like for us, even though I know that they had their own periods of uh, uh, colonialism and, um, um, you know, they had their own periods of colonialism and they had to suffer the same, you know, uh, fate that we did. And we know that most of that had everything to do with, you know, difficult prophecy and principles of law uh, that was applied to um us both, and um, hopefully this will have us, uh, we'll, we'll understand each other's plight and have a meeting of the minds and start to have more talks about how we can um, deal, with each, deal with each other and help each other to get through this system together. Because right now, it's, you know, we're the face of human rights in this country right now. Um, you know, is we're, we're the face of human rights in this country, um, and the odds are against us. You know, but you know, it's just sad. I wish there were uh, many brothers and sisters on the line that you know can give their feedback. Unfortunately, there isn't. I try to hang on as long as I can, um, but for the most part. I was sitting here thinking because I know that a lot of the parents who were um a lot of the parents who were separated from their children and uh you know who were put in their uh who were put in prisons and things like that, I know it must have been hard for them, you know, but one of the things that I tried to explain to my um my mother because she kept asking she was saying, well, you know." I know that it's, you know, illegal for, you know, people to be crossing over the lines, but did was, you know, did they have to separate them? Because, you know, um a lot of our brothers and sisters who you would consider to be African Americans, uh, were very compassionate about trying to uh sway the government to um have a little bit more uh empathy towards these brothers and sisters who are coming over here legally, you know, is there any way that you can, you know, try to work with these people to try to get them to, you know, uh, get them in a, put them in a situation where they can become citizens or alleviate the situation of them, you know, being split up. Um, one of the things that came to my mind when all of this was going on was what it must have been like for, our parents, our our ancestors who came during the slave trade as POWs and, uh, well, who, who came over here as slaves who were former POWs or prisoners of war, um, spoils of war, which are no different than prisoners of war, um, some who were already indentured servants or some who were already, you know, um, slaves during the state who end up, all of those people end up becoming slaves. And um, it's a sad state of affairs, you know, when these things are going on at that time, and now they somehow seem to be, you know, happening to 
um, our brothers and sisters across the border. And um, it's like it's kind of twofold because I kind of understand you don't, you know, a, a, you know, you don't just want all kind of people breaking into your home. And then it's um, I kind of understand now that the, you know, the other the other side of that is that you have people who have been, you know, ran, you know, who had who had their land ransacked from them and been told that you know now this is not your land anymore. You know, in order for you to come to this property, you have to have you know you got to get citizenship like the rest of the world, and you know it's 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 you know. It's a two-way, you know, the situation is kind of like, it's, it's, it's bittersweet. It's a two-way uh, situation. Um, and I think the person who owns the land kind of has the upper hand, unfortunately. Um, but this pretty much brings about the question of, you know, uh, how long will it take for us to kind of see that we need to put our differences aside and really come together? Um, uh, another thing I wanted to address while my mother uh, was asking me, you know, why, you know, why are they sending the parents away and then keeping the children? And I was explaining to her that all of that, that comes from uh, uh, a law from the scriptures. That's a principle that they gained from the scriptures. And I, and I realize that a lot of people will say, well, how is that biblical, you know? And if it is biblical, they'll say, okay, well, see, that's why, you know, we shouldn't be, you know, using the scriptures because it condones, you know, slavery. It condones, you know, uh, inhumane uh, treatment of people. And I'm thinking to myself, on the, you know, on the contrary, it doesn't. What it does is it sets up a, a system of government and how things should happen in the government to maintain itself. Now, what I'm getting at in terms of the principles that are being displayed with this whole immigration thing, and it, it's really no different um, from this. Let me pull up what I'm talking about for those who may not necessarily know. So um, Minister Priest has kind of brought forth this on several occasions. And I guess I'm just going to bring it up now. So in regards to the situation where the parents are being split from the children and being prosecuted and the children have to stay here on the soil, a lot of people um, are or should be aware now that when the child is born on this soil, he becomes a natural citizen. He becomes... He becomes a citizen through naturalization, all right? Well, when um, when the Hebrews were getting ready to institute their government or when the Israelites specifically who were of the Hebrew faith were getting ready to institute their government, they had uh, ordinance uh, concerning the law of men servants. And these, I guess you can say these, that law can go specific because the term men is a general term. It can be applied general, but it can also be specific. But let's say we're talking about um, a general term. So 
There is Leviticus chapter 21, starting from verse 1, I think, down to um, 4. So it says, Now these are the judgments which you shall set before them. If you buy a Hebrew servant, six years he shall serve, and in the seventh he shall go out for free, for nothing. If he come in by himself, he shall go out by himself. If he were married, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master have given him a wife, and she have borne him sons or daughters, the wife and her children shall be her masters, and he shall go out by himself. Now, when you're looking at the whole situation with the parents coming over here illegally, illegally, and the child is a product of, you know, the child, okay, let me say it this way. The child come, is born on this soil through illegal parents. That child is, has now become a product or property of the state because the child was born on the soil of the United States. It's no different than a, a husband or a farmer tilling his soil and laying claim to the fruits thereof of the soil because it is his soil. He cultivated it. He, you know, he tilled the soil. He planted the seeds, so on and so forth, and he reaped the benefits of those harvests. It's the same thing with the United States government. The United States is the farmer. He allowed these, you know, servants of his to plant their seeds on his soil. So now anything that is planted on his soil now becomes the property of the United States or the farmer. And that's the that's the situation that we have going on here in in the United States today, even if they were legally married and legally citizens of the United States, their children would still be property of the United States. Furthermore, if they're legal citizens, now they're property of the United States. So that's what we're dealing with here with this whole situation with the parent being separated from the child. Uh, but as of yesterday, they also repealed that. They repealed taking the ch- the parent uh, and the ch- uh, children and separating them. So what I'm assuming is that maybe now the child and the parents are going to be shipped back or deported back to their country together or they're going to be prosecuted together. I don't really know how that's going to work, but they reversed the um, – they reversed the whole, you know, um, separating the parents from the child. Um, I'm grateful for that, you know, because now, you know, the, the, you know, I know the agony now of what it must have been like for our ancestors to be separated from their children and, you know, their wives and be, you know, sold to different people only to be unified with the same bloodline, but still separated from the family that they knew, you know? Um, is there anybody, is there anybody on online who 
uh, has, oh, Southwest Georgia. Um, Southwest Georgia, are you there? Shalom, yes, sir. Shalom, brother. How, how well, I don't know how much you've heard, um, but I guess I'll start from here. So um, are you uh, familiar with what's going on in terms of the immigration policy that Trump had issued and that he repealed all in the same day? Uh, no, sir. No, sir. So what happened yesterday, and of course it made mainstream uh, headline news, is um, they were basically now kicking the parents out. They were kicking uh, a lot of the um, uh, Mexican brothers and sisters out of the United States. They were separating the parents from the children, and they were deporting most of the parents. Um, and they were putting the children in like some type of foster care or internment camp. Also, what they were doing was they announced the policy um, in terms of the border. If they caught parents crossing the border, uh, the, par- the, the parents would be prosecuted. If the parents were caught crossing the border with children, the parents would be prosecuted and the children would be put in internment camps or they would be put in some type of foster care. So you have a whole system of separation of parent and child, which they uh, later uh, repealed in the same day. They repealed it. And, um, well, no, I think it, they carried it out the day before they repealed it, and then they repealed it the next day. Um, and I found it conventional that they did it, considering the fact that um, that day, um, the United States, they uh, headed to the Human Rights Council, the United Nations Human Rights Council, of which was reported uh uh, yesterday that the United uh, States has now left the United Nations Human Rights Council. They are no longer part of the Human Rights Council after uh, yesterday. So I found that all seemed, it just seemed like it was, um, it just seemed like everything, everything a down spiral right about now. And I just wanted your thoughts about um, uh all of that right about now. What What are your thoughts about it? Shalom. Well, I didn't know all that. But my first thought when you said they left the Human Rights Council, uh, mm-hmm. that means they, well, I'm guessing that the little rights that we, you did or that they did offer you, you know, they done took that back now. So it's only natural by Mexico being a part of their capital or a part of their uh uh, uh sheeple. Mm-hmm. And they and uh <clears throat> because they conquered them too, so right. uh, they will be considered just like, like us, bond servants. So to the to the that is that is I'm understanding that if you do uh a criminal gets charged for a crime, they take his contraband 
or whatever on that person, mm-hmm. whether it's, it's whether it's, it's offspring or not, they in possession of the offspring, so they take the offspring as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm I'm seeing it a little bit through law. Hopefully, I'm seeing it through law. And uh, it just it's the Holocaust cause of the with with the uh, how they say Hitler did the Jews. Mm-hmm. Just without the uh, death, right. but it's something like death because you know you take. I can't imagine my offspring getting uh, taken away, you know, because they say I don't have a card or do my paperwork. But then it boils down to uh, that's why it's important we came stumble, we came across this information so we can handle and do our paperwork before it started happening to us. Right, you know, handle our business and secure our offspring. Because uh, if the shoe was on the other foot, like, it wasn't the Mexicans, it was us, uh, you know, it'll just be uh, another one of them things, you know, that, that we that we done went through again. You know, slavery all over, that's how they'll, they'll say it. But I'm looking at it since I've been getting education through law, and it's, uh, they don't have a proper... Uh, naming or or, or they not claiming who they they uh uh how you say it when they born there is a nationalist nationality mm-hmm. right they ain't claiming that nationality so they claiming you know uh the the adjective card or the legal name or the name that the that the uh, European gave them so right. and if they in so by that saying they know they ain't in they they right state of mind and. You just pulled out of the human uh, uh, council, so you know human rights council. So it's you know they pretty much is uh, outlaw doing what they want to do, you know. But at the same time, I ain't gonna say doing what they want to do. They doing it by the rights because they have the paperwork and they know that we don't, you know, <clears throat> the masses is is uh is behind. You know, right. on that, on that, on that, that aspect. They go back to a video. Well, uh, we we watched a long time ago. A.B. Finkelstein. If ain't nobody familiar with that video. Yeah, I remember that. And, yeah, and A.B. He 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 let it be known that the masses is dumbed down, so they're gonna do what they want to do. You know, and the crazy part is that was five years ago, and ain't nothing changed. You know, so I was I was just seeing it by you saying it. I'm visualizing that it, it's coming, and by 2020, it's gonna be wide open. Well, they doing this not only to the Mexican but to everybody, right? You know, and it's gonna be them camps that we talked about, or we seen the FEMA caskets and all that. That's what they was preparing for. So, uh, it, it's gonna be all our war, you know, and so. We have to buckle down, stay firm, and handle our business before it's too late. And with that, I yield. You know, you said um, some really interesting stuff, brother. You, you know, you mentioned that um, what they what they basically are doing is a foreshadow of what they uh, could be potentially getting ready to do to a lot of people, and then they'll do it in different ways. Like, they've already had the whole situation where a couple of years ago, you know, they were trying to 
quote unquote get rid of the uh Muslims because they considered them as terrorists. Um Many of there are a lot of quote unquote black liberation groups that have been uh, placed on the uh, terrorist list, and you know, if at any time uh, Trump and his administration feels that the United States may just need to go on a terrorist campaign, and they issue certain policies saying that we will not allow anybody that is on the terrorist list to remain in the country. There are a lot of groups, whether they be Muslim, Moorish, or Hebrew groups that are placed on that list, and they've been going down the list. As you can see, they're going down the list with the Hebrew Israelite groups, and they started openly calling these people uh, terrorist groups. You even have the Black Lives Matter group. They've labeled as a terrorist group. So I feel like the they're trying to clean house in a way that is like I feel like a lot of it could possibly be a blessing in disguise um, the way that it's working because we're thinking that it's, you know, it's working against us, but in so many ways it's working for us because it's like somebody trying to kick you out of a burning house so that you, you know, you want to be in the house because you don't have anywhere to necessarily go. But I say to myself, is it better to be homeless or be burnt alive? You understand what I'm saying? Um, and you know, that's the kind of situation where where that's the kind of situation we've come to when we look at what's going on in the United States. I wouldn't say that you know we've reached the point where um, where I, I think that we can't be saved, but most of, I think, what we expect in terms of being saved has to come on, has to come from ourselves. Um, and because it seems that we're so divided, I mean, this country is so divided, black versus white, Christian versus Muslim, gay versus straight, man versus woman, like, it's ridiculous. The man versus woman thing is really kind of got me because I'm just like they throwing it in your face with the the feminism and the men go their own way groups and is uh it's kind of it's it's so divided and a house divided can't stand I think we we know that now um, in terms of the United Nations um, in the United States the the uh i think it was nearly uh, Nikki Haley who's the ambas- who's the ambassadorial representation for the United Nations I mean for the United States in the United Nations she was saying um and I don't know if you caught that part but of course it came down to you know um the United Nations is bullying up on Israel and i was thinking to myself you know the United States doesn't really get it that it's going to be the state of Israel that's going to help further cause its downfall. And maybe maybe that's by design. Maybe they probably do want um, – maybe the United States uh, is kind of being uh, brought down so that maybe Israel can be the the – 
the you know person to put the cape on their back and say, okay, I'm going to come and save you. But all this is is to kind of put, maybe put the United States under some type of a foothold. And um, the United States uh, to be subdued and to become a theocracy, to be um, uh, become a foothold for the Israeli government. Um, and I don't know exactly what that would entail, because I didn't, you know, I don't think most of us have ever lived in the state of Israel, so we don't know what it's like to be under um, that kind of theocratic regime. But um, if it ever got to a point where it got so bad that, you know, we go bankrupt again and, uh, you know, who come to bail us out? That I guess that's, I guess, you know, that's kind of like the question. But um, the United States, you know, by representing, of Nikki Haley, you know, they kind of push the issue that everybody is ganging up on Israel. Nobody should talk about, you know, no one should be criticizing the state of Israel and all this other different stuff. And um, the United Nations uh, or the United States said that, you know, they're no longer going to be a part of the Human Rights Council. And I think, you know, maybe it kind of helps that they aren't part of the Human Rights Council. Um a lot of people were confused because they thought that the United States left the United Nations altogether, that they only left the Human Rights Council uh, or Human Rights uh, Coalition, I guess you can say. Um, I guess I'm kind of wondering where that leaves us in terms of uh, all the conventions that were passed via the Human Rights for uh, the world, are we still, are, maybe I'm going to put my foot in my mouth when I say this, but are the rights or the universal rights of Americans still protected, being that we're not part of the Human Rights Convention, you know, or or Human Rights Council? I guess that's where I'm kind of stuck. Uh, although they hadn't left the UN altogether, I wonder if that still um, protects our human rights, being that they're not going to be sitting there talking with other countries about, you know, uh, the human rights in the, uh, the the degradation of human rights in their countries. And, I mean, we live in the United States, so we kind of know how we're being treated. And the world, the stage, they know how we're being treated. So, you know, I guess for now, I, I, you know, for for us as a people, it really is a call to duty for us to really get our stuff together. Um, and for the world, I guess it's kind of like, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to stand back and allow these people to just you know, screw the whole international community just because they want to try to help Israel accomplish whatever kind of goals they have. I mean, I don't really know. Um, but, yeah, brother, it's it's um, it's unfortunate that it's happening to those brothers. Um, like I also did say that the 
commercial and law aspect comes in when you're talking about who owns what. And in this case, you're still talking about, you know, the parents being separated from those children and the children still being claimed by the United States because they are born on the soil. And considering the fact that those parents who are illegals don't have a number and they're not paying taxes, you know, I guess you can kind of consider, well, not kind of, you can consider that as trespassing. You understand what I'm saying? Because they don't have the permit, and the permit comes through the number. Um, It's just amazing how this system that we created is used to do what it's doing now. You know, um, I guess you can just, you know, we just kind of sit back and kind of watch how all of this is going to unfold. But I kind of told, I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and I was kind of saying that, and I don't want to put my foot in my mouth when I say this either, but it's kind of like I don't feel like there's this war in terms of, you know, there's a war against us. Like there's all these nations against us to war against us. However, I do think that there is a war that is between us in terms of the Israelites that needs uh, to be, I guess you can say, done away with by us simply realizing that we have more in common biologically, um, uh, commercially, culturally, um, and socially, you know, than, than we ever thought that we did. And learning how to uh, first get along with us terms of, in terms of us being African Americans, us learning how to, you know, love our families and loving our neighbors, and then in, you know, moving forward, learning how to love our other brothers and sisters who we know that are the tribes. You understand what I'm saying? And then through that, we can begin to repair the damage that's that's already been done and that's, you know, being done as we speak. Um, because that is the first, that is the war that is, you know, uh, being, you know, fought in terms of us fighting. But as far as, like, this war against us from any other nations, I really honestly don't think that that is the war that we really have to worry about fighting because, as you can see, there is a war going on between the elites and the people around us for power. Who can maintain this system to protect everybody's assets? But everybody's kind of like, well, we want to protect our own assets because we suspect that somebody's going to fall. So everybody's kind of like, you know, struggling to kind of figure out, well, how do we protect ourselves against the laws, you know, if one person is supposed to be handling everybody and that one person is trying to remain in control of everybody's assets. And it's like we're watching everything crumble around us. But 
for some reason, I kind of just see in, like, the end that, like, of course the game has already been planned and it's already been won, so to speak. It's just that everything needs to align and it needs to find a way to align itself. And we need to find our way to come out of this situation that these elites have created for themselves. This is a problem that they created for themselves. We just get dragged into it because we're being the pawns. We're the pawns in the game. But, I mean, it's kind of like my thoughts on it, whether, you know, it's African-Americans still suffering the whole, you know, people telling us we can't come to their business establishments or the Latinos uh, and Hispanics uh, still suffering the whole, you know, coming over here and um, still struggling to take care of their families and things like that being separated, or whether it's the Native Americans who are still dealing with the United States breaking treaties and, you know, intruding on land that was given to them, you know, we still have you know, something that can bring us together. And it's, it's these, you know, the plight that we have as a people to want to be free from something that we feel is a stumbling block to us. But, yeah, yeah, uh, we got more to comment. And we can break, we can end the war if we wanted to. I think we just got to learn how to play by the rules, and I can't. I guess that's what this is all about. But um, um, I guess we can open up the uh, floor for any topics if anybody has any. Um, just state your name, phone on the record. Oh wow, he's dead. I seen him, Charles Cross Crosshammer, legendary conservative intellectual, dies at sixty-eight. House vote on compromise immigration bill delayed. Okay. Oh, by the way. The Supreme, it's been announced that the Supreme Court rules that states can force online shoppers to pay sales tax. This is really, um, yeah, this is some really interesting stuff. Um, if we don't have anything else that we need to discuss here, if anybody doesn't have any um, other topics. I just want to remind us that this is our last week for break and um, that classes will be starting next week. Um, I just want to say thank you, Brother uh, Eric, for coming out this week. And, you know, uh, I apologize if I was long-winded, but I just wanted to make sure that I express, you know, my thoughts, pretty, project my thoughts clear for the record. Um, but nonetheless, if you don't have anything, um, if you don't uh, have anything else that you want to discuss, 
um, brother, then we can adjourn for the rest of this evening. Uh, no, no, sir. I'm uh, I'm I'm actually cutting hair. I don't right at the moment, but uh, okay. I appreciate it. No, no problem, and, uh, brother. Appreciate you too every Thursday for coming out. I I, I try to mean my older brother. <laughs> you know, brother priest, and you know, he invested a, a lot in me, so I try to make good on his, You know, that investment. So, thank you. And um, we can adjourn for the rest of this evening. It is 48 minutes after 7. Thank you, brother, for being here. I'll see you guys back here um, next week. I'll also see you, brother, and uh, your consort in class. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay, no, no. <laughs>